0: Lord, that is our prayer this morning. And our thankfulness that when we call, you answer. And you are here with us right now. We thank you that your presence is among us and in us and with us. And Lord, speak to us this morning. Have your way in our hearts. super excited to be here this morning with all of you and what God has in store for all of us. Um, Firstly, I'm going to give just a little recap of our vision for her community, which is our women's ministry. Um, But guys, stay tuned because we really feel this is a word that God is stirring for all of us. And then we're going to unpack this word together with some of our amazing women sharing what God has and is doing in their lives. And I'm just so, so excited for that. And then we'll wrap up with some reflection and worship, a gift as always, and a blessing over you. So our word for the year is reawaken. In seeking God for his direction for this year for our women, we felt that God was showing us two things, what he's inviting us to step out of and what he's inviting us to step into. For a lot of us, our past season has been tainted with isolation, with separation and disconnection. The constant unknowns and confusion and change and lockdown and chaos has caused many to live in survival mode, hearts on pause to what really makes us come alive And many of us found or still find ourselves in a slumber, foggy, weary, at times lost, and lacking motivation and fulfillment. But God is calling us to awake, to step out of the slumber we may find ourselves in and be reawakened to him. Song of Songs 5.2 says, I let my devotion slumber, but my heart for him stayed awake. I had a dream. I dreamed of my beloved. He was coming to me in the darkness of night. The melody of the one I love reawakened me. I heard his knock at my heart's door as he pleaded with me, Arise, my love. Open your heart, my darling. Deeper still to me. No matter where we find ourselves, in a deep slumber or even a momentary micro-nap, God knows where we are and comes to us to reawaken us with his love and presence. In John 20, the disciples, after the death of Jesus, found themselves disconnected, isolated, locked in a room, lost, confused, fearful, and withdrawn from their authority and purpose. But Jesus comes to them right through the walls, to meet them in the midst of their slumber, to breathe his spirit on them, reawakening their hearts and lives to him. And he does the same for us. I love the desire and request of the Shalmalite woman, which represents us, the body, the church, in Song of Songs 4.16. She says, "'Then may your awakening breath blow upon my life "'until I am fully yours.'" Breathe upon me your spirit whim. Stir up the sweet spice of your life within me. Spare nothing as you make me your fruitful garden. Hold nothing back until I release your fragrance. Come walk with me until I am fully yours. Come taste the fruits of your life in me. And then the bridegroom, which can represent Jesus, says, I have come to you. My darling bride, for you are my paradise garden. It is his love and presence that reawakens us day by day, moment by moment. It is the awakening breath and whisper of the Holy Spirit that affirms who we are and whose we are. In Romans 8.16, it says the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers to our innermost being, you are. My beloved child, and it is from this place of belonging, of being His, that God reawakens us, not because of anything we've done or haven't done, but because of everything He is, our loving Father. Uh, the, dex- the dictionary definition of reawaken says to emerge or rouse from sleep, to become or make aware of something. Again, we feel that God is inviting us to let his love and presence reawaken us from our slumber, to stir up the sweet spice of his life within us, to make us his fruitful garden, to walk with him and be fully his, to open our hearts still deeper to his, to release his fragrance that reawakens the hearts of those around us to him, to live as his beloved sons and daughters, to live in the sufficiency and inheritance of our Father. So we made this acrostic of the word reawaken, that we feel the Holy Spirit is wanting to reawaken within us, different areas, um, to breathe life into again, to become aware of God with us. I'm just going to really quickly touch on them all and leave space for God to unpack more with you but so R and reawaken we feel that God is inviting us to let his love and presence reawaken rhythms of renewal to reset practices and patterns in our life um, that bring awareness of his presence to create space to breathe deep to be still and know that he is God to move from the daily grind to the daily grace Instead of relying on our own strength to get through the day, to lean in to the grace, to his grace to lead us through, to make space, to be renewed and refilled by his love, to live and give out of the overflow. E, we feel God is inviting us to let his love and presence reawaken eyes to see, to see God in the midst of the fogginess of life, to see his invitations and movements, to see his goodness, his closeness, his perspective, to see ourselves and others as he does, to see his smile every day. We feel God is inviting us to let his love and presence reawaken adventures with God. Being Christian is not about a set of rules that we follow or ticking boxes or living up to standards, but relationship with God an exciting adventure of watching where he is at work and joining him. We feel that God wants to reawaken partnership, asking God each morning, what do you have for me in this day? What is your invitation for this moment? Being excited about the gifts he has in each day, for the opportunities to be led by his love and share his love, to live in wonder again, to step out in faith, to walk together through the day and see him move in and through us. W, we feel that God is inviting us to let his love and presence reawaken wholehearted living, to give God our whole hearts, to trust him fully, to let go of what holds us back and hold on to the hope and joy and freedom and fullness that God has already given us, to live free and light, not heavy and burdened, to let God continually renovate our hearts and lives to be alive in him. A, we feel God is inviting us to let his love and presence reawaken the activation of dreams and passions. Feeling our life on pause from the pandemic and living in that survival mode can blur out our passions. Our dreams can fall to the wayside. We can give up hope. We can lose motivation. We can feel stagnant and lost. But we feel God wants to reawaken old dreams and forgotten promises to breathe new life into the game to stir up the dreams and passions that he's placed within us that, that make us feel alive um, and bring us, yeah, that fulfillment. Okay, we feel God is inviting us to let his love and presence reawaken kingdom purpose. In isolation and slumber, we can miss our mission. Our love and purpose can fade. We can get wrapped up in our own worlds and forget that we are such a beautiful chapter in a much bigger story. And we feel that God wants to reawaken our love for our King, for his reign in our lives and his kingdom coming here and now, carrying the aroma of Christ wherever we go, being people of peace, rivers of refreshment, light bearers, love bringers, truth tellers, being his witnesses, letting our lives sing his love over others. E. (laughs) We're nearly there. <laughs> we feel God is inviting us to let his love and presence reawaken our ears to hear. There are so many voices and noises vying for our attention right now, but the voice that we listen to is the, is the voice that defines us. And we feel that God is inviting us to let his voice be the loudest in our lives, learning to become a really good listener to the one calling us his beloved, to let his truth define us to clear out the clutter for his clarity. And we feel God is inviting us to let his love and presence reawaken our true name. In being isolated, we can easily forget who we really are. We can let our work define us or our loss of work or our past or circumstances or labels or lies. But we really believe that God wants to reawaken our true name and identity and worth in him. To live from the truth of who he says we are. For some of us, God might be calling us to step into the name he's already given us. And for some, he might be wanting to give us a new name for this new season. So, reawaken. As we open up the panel and share, have a think about what God might be stirring in your hearts that he wants to reawaken in your life. So, I'm going to invite up our amazing panel to share what God is and has been reawakening in their lives. So come join me, panel. All right, everyone give our amazing panel a big pre-clap because they're incredible. <clears throat> All right, do you guys want to just introduce yourself, your name and your favourite sweet?
1: Deneen, um, anything that's chocolate? I'm Nat, I'm the same, I'm a chocolate girl but I'm a dark chocolate so I don't know if that's sweet, the dark, I'm, a, I'm like a 95% like, yeah. Oh, I like it, I like it. <laughs>
2: I'm Denny, I'm going to add on to that. I'm dark chocolate as well, but also very crunchy peanut butter.
0: Mm.
3: Uh, My name's Luba, my favourite sweetie's Leon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Very good. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Alrighty, so... How have you guys seen God reawaken things in your life in the past? You yeah. can take us off. Is this on? Yep.
4: Yeah. Oh, please forgive me. I'm quite nervous. <laughs> okay. God has reawakened me, my life, the people in it, my whole being, because I'm here alive to tell my story. God has reawakened my entire self, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. From past traumas I've experienced as a child to adulthood, I've numbed myself and self-destructed. I was not worthy. I wasn't good enough. I hated myself, but I loved God and He loved me. Mentally, I was destroyed by the madness of my life. Now I'm free from the shackles that kept me hostage. Physically, I withered away by the self-destruction of evil. Now I'm fitter, stronger, healthier. Emotionally, I was numb, no feeling, no care to be alive, even when I knocked on death's door. Now I'm emotionally present, being able to feel every emotion. Spiritually, I was always had the Lord, but he took a step back. He said, "Danine, when you are ready to follow on the path I've planned for you, I will come. When God could see how hard I worked with my life, he showed himself in every way, working through everything and everyone. God was right by my side again, my best friend, my father. I who was once lost would be restored and people who who were removed from me would be restored too. God didn't give me what I couldn't handle and it was a lot. I walked with the Lord and he blessed me. Not only did he give me back what I lost, he keeps blessing me with more and more. I was reawakened.
1: Um, I feel that I've been reawakened by God uh, in the past through usually unexpected ways, really, you know, in the moments when you're not ready for it, when you're not prepared, when your heart's not prepared for it. Um, he just captures my attention. He just captivates me in these moments. And it's usually the most mundane, daily grind kind of thing, you know, just making space for that when he, when he comes and when he taps you on the shoulder and he whispers to your heart and just being able to receive that that unveiling, he like unv- you know, that we see with this veil and he unveils and it's like, oh, there you are, God. You're here, you're amongst it all, you're amongst the hardship, you're amongst the chaos, you're amongst the dishes, you're amongst the crying kids, like you're there. And he just captivates me and captures my attention really unexpectedly, I find. Uh, I find...
2: Similar stories really <laughs> when you know when you are at, you know, at your most questioning and when you feel at a loss when you feel like you've lost all control or you can't see the path in front of you that's when, that's when God steps in that's when he whispers in your ear and he does it time and time again
3: yeah I think they're great answers and it's true God calls us and he waits for us and he runs to us, and I think that's so marvellous. In the past, you know, I've been busy too, like other people, but God waits, he calls, and he does, he runs to us, and he, he loves us all through the ups and downs that we go through. We put the guilt trip on ourselves, but God comes to us with loving arms. But in the past, God has called me, and usually it's been 3 o'clock in the morning, and it's with a song, Jen, So I'll start singing in Leon's ear, la, 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 la. And he says, please, stop. (laughs) Go to the other room. (laughs) But for me, it just seems to be that early hours of the morning and probably it's because I'm quiet, the house is quiet, you know, and that's when God will speak to me and I listen to him. That's not all the time, but um, in those precious moments, they're the ones that I remember the most. Other times have been really weird, too weird to tell you because you won't believe it. Honestly, because I'm a weird person.
0: (laughs) We want to hear. All right, what do you feel that God is reawakening in your life currently? What is He tapping on your heart to say, open, open, go deeper?
4: God is now reawakening my heart for Him and our relationship and my family unit. God reconnected me back to sea change. And walked me back through these doors here at Kingsway with my partner and daughter, where back in 2010 I was baptised and my son Chaz was dedicated to the Lord by Brooke right here. I even had a tattoo done of the Kingsway sea change back then. (laughs) So the first service back here, instantly I felt at home reconnecting with the previous precious, sorry, reconnecting with the precious humans I already know and meeting all the precious humans I don't know. God has something in store for my family and I, and I don't want to miss what He has to offer us. My heart is full with His love. I feel joy and happiness every time I talk about God. My soul shines inside and out, and I'm just in awe. Okay.
1: I feel like God's reawakening three things in me currently because it's always a work, there's always things going on. Um, they are rest, reliance, and restoration. I feel like He's, you know, you were sharing it before when you were speaking about the. Finding that grace, that's the rest I need to find again. And, you know, I go through these moments of, again, this is the unexpected when he reawakens me, but like realizing that I've gone back to my old ways. I've gone back to relying on myself. Usually when it's busy or when it's crazy in times like that. And it's just that reminder to rest, rest in him. I don't need to, it's already done. It is done. We just had Easter, okay? It is finished. It is done. There is nothing I can add to that. There is nothing I need to do. I just need to rest in him and then to rely on him, to rely on his grace, to rely on the power of the spirit at work in me, not me trying to make the spirit work through me, but just, you know, resting in that. And then the, re- the restoration part, yeah, I feel like he's reawakening um, so many old, well, old for me, not old for him, old things in me, old dreams and old, um, old plans, old promises, old visions, things like that. It's like, it's only when we're in that place of rest, and relying on him, that we can be sort of reawoken to those, those things that he has for us because he needs to get me out of that place of striving because he's not going to do those things in my life while I'm trying to do them, while I'm trying to build them, while I'm trying to run after them in my strength. So rest, reliance, and restoration. Uh, similarly, <laughs>
2: there's so much similarity here, but I suppose that's the life of being... Women in today's world. Uh, for me, it's the rhythms of grace as well. Um, I live a busy life with many hats, and you know, there's been uh, for a couple of years now the, the the constant message to me to be making more space for self care and and um, trying to dial things down, which is hard to do. Uh, but alongside of that, and for some reason, you know, it might seem very contradictory, the um, adventures with God as well, you know, that I could see all of the things that I have to do and what I carry as a burden at times or, you know, focus on the stress and, the, and what's not working the way that I think it should be working, or I could be seeing it for the adventure with God that it actually is. And so that's what's being reawakened in me at the moment.
3: For me, it's been God saying, just wait, stop, watch what I'm going to do. Particularly in regards to healing, he's saying, just watch. Watch, see what I can do, and that's what I'm going to do.
0: Just got a little illustration for us. So the thing about being reawakened by God is that it is, as these beautiful ladies have said, not about striving in our own strength or hustling or forcing ourselves to be reawakened. So this um, interesting little ball can represent us. Sometimes at times, sometimes at times, sometimes we can feel dried up or dull or withdrawn or empty like we have, nothing to give, and no amount of striving is going to make this seemingly dead thing um, come to life. So this uh, beautiful jar uh, represents, the water represents the Holy Spirit, God's love and presence. And our job is to surrender and soak, it will take a moment, in his love and presence, to rest in his refreshing living waters, and he does the reawakening. It will happen. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it's a slow process with God. Yes. Um, but as we soak and surrender in his love and presence, he restores, he revives, he renews, he refreshes, he resurrects, he reactivates, and he reawakens us from the inside out. It will be a slow <laughs> Slow illustration, but it's happening. Um, His love and presence and power and grace in our lives is what reawakens us. It is resting and receiving, and we'll see it unfold that as we soak in God's presence, He is the one that opens us up and reawakens us to what He's doing. So, um, do you guys ever find it hard to let go of control? (laughs) <laughs> and to lean into God's timing, which sometimes is slow, and let him work in you instead of trying to create it on your own.
4: So in my answer here, so I've really had to script what I'm writing because I would get too nervous up here, so I apologise for being so scriptive. Um, and I've kind of answered all the next few questions all rolled in one, so just bear with me. Um, yes, yeah, some interesting things... Some interesting things I've learnt had happened to become tools of life for me and has helped me survive and that's let go, let God, surrender to God, hand it over to God, it's in God's hands. It's God's timing, not my timing, God's will, not my will. One day at a time, one step at a time, gratitude, attitude. God's got this, full trust and faith in God. Someone once told me this, to be able to completely let go of control and let God take care of all your life, worries, situations, then you really must have full trust and faith in God but believe it deep down in your heart wholeheartedly. Say it and believe it. During these times on a daily basis, uh, one of the prayers that I would say daily, it was the serenity prayer, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. I have also had this tattooed on my arm alongside the Kingsway Sea change symbol. Um, yeah, it, um, it did, this did take a long time for me to understand what it actually meant and I've had this on for a really long time and one day it just clicked and I got it. Um, all of what I had learnt was put to the test. I had many hurdles and obstacles to go through to gain my life back, build it from scratch and have all that was taken from me restored. All completely out of my control. This would take days, months, years. There was changing circumstances, setbacks, but also yet miracles. I grabbed hold onto my life, passed every test and never let go. All I needed to do was let go, let God, hand it over to God, have full trust and faith in him and believe in his timing. Timing. God kept this, his promise and gave me back what I lost, but a million times more blessings. I'm forever grateful and will always walk by his side on the path he paved for me, his daughter.
0: Sorry. Oh, so good. So good.
1: Um, I give a resounding yes to this question <laughs> because um, control, growing up and even, you know, I mean, I grew up in a, I was born into a Christian family in a Christian home, went to Christian school, went to church all my life and everything like that. But it's taken me decades to work through this. Um, and, you know, I have grew up as a control freak and as a perfectionist and a type A personality, all that kind of stuff. Nothing like becoming a parent to really purge you (laughs) of all of that. So I feel like even the past 10 years is when God has really been able to um, teach me to fully let go of that control and and to hand it over to him, which ironically has been harder because then once you've got these little humans in your care, you want to grip tighter, you want to hold on to control more and more. Um, and I've just had to get to this place, and it took me you know, a long time to get there, and, and it's, it's still a process um, of trusting in Him with everything. And for me, like I get to this point of going, well, what is control? Like, when, you know, when I've been through all this stuff, I'm like, what is really at the root of control? And there's two things for me, at, at least. The first is pride. And I don't mean that in an arrogant, boastful way, like we think of pride. I mean in a sense of, if I think I can do a better job than God... <laughs> then I need a whole, you know, I need to rely on him, I need to get rid of that pride, I need to... And because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look like our idea of pride, so it can hide itself and it can, um, it can trick us in a way to until we discover that really uh, what's, what, what I'm holding onto so tightly in my, in my hands and in my grasp is what I think I can do better or how I can, you know, think I can do it better. Mm-hmm. And the other thing... Um, That it brings up for me is the root, the underlying root of it all is fear. Mm -hmm. What am I afraid of? What am I afraid if I let go of this and fully hand it over to God, whatever it is? And it it can be different things, different seasons of our life and everything like that. What am I afraid of? When I know that He is a good God, I know that He is a good Father. I know that his plans are bigger and better than anything I could possibly come up with. So I have to dig down to that place and really process that with God. You know, I need to take it to him and process with it. Um, and it's, a different, it's different in each time, but it's that, that pride and that fear. And the opposite of both of those is humility and trust. And that's where that surrender has to come in. And I love, and I feel like he speaks this to me often, that be still and know that I am God. And I just want to read it from the Passion Translation because this just says it how how I feel like he needs to say it to me sometimes. And he says, surrender your anxiety. Be silent and stop your striving, and you will see that I am God. I love that because I need him to go, like when I'm in this place of control and trying to hold on and everything like that. I need him to just go, stop. Just stop. I'm here. Look to me. This is all about me. It's all, I've got good things for you. Stop. If I find myself worrying, if I find myself overthinking, if I find myself awake at night, that's when I need to go, okay. I'm just going to be still and know that he is God because when I know, when I know that he is God, then I fully handed everything over to him then.
0: So good.
2: I talked about this a little while ago, a couple of years ago, I think, about um, how I first came into Kingsway. Um, and we're talking about five years now. Um, five years since we walked through these doors. Um, back then, you know, I, I had similarly been to Christian schools and grown up identifying as a Christian, but not in a family who went to church. So um, I didn't. I sort of wasn't really active in, in my relationship with God. And at that point of time, I was trying to run two separate businesses, work part-time, be a mom, I was really concerned with my kids, and at that point, and in a house that was a shambles, a tiny little two bedroom shack with kids getting older and banks not coming on board to help us out with renovations or anything. And at that point of time, yes, I was at a loss. Uh, I, I, I had tried to keep control and I didn't have the answers anymore. And we walked through the doors I started to learn about how to release that control and how to speak to God and engage in a relationship with Him around life. And things did start to change. And I'm not going to go into all of the changes, but wonderful things did change. But did it all change? No. (laughs) Am I still striving for control? A lot. Uh, It's an ongoing process. and, And, you know, especially through the last couple of years and... Things that have impacted my one business now um, and it's it is a daily practice and and you, you do forget and then weeks go by and you sit there and you go hang on a minute why am i holding so tightly on the, this why am i trying You put all of the pressure on myself to have the answers it's not me who has these answers mm-hmm. and taking a step back and having that conversation again
3: Very good. Very good. Very good. of course I'm a control freak <laughs> always was, always will be. <laughs> um, many years ago, God um, spoke to me about control, and he said, go and read Job. So I read Job right through, and right in the very last chapter, it says, and Job repented. He, he also had talked to God, and I had talked to God, and I would said, I would always pray, God that's not fair, that's not right. Why is it Why is it? a question, 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 question? And um, in Job it says, And Job repented because he did not understand God's greatness or God's plans. And I think when you realise that God is great, God is sovereign and he has a plan for you, you might not like it at the time, but God's there. He's got a plan for you, he's with you, he doesn't leave you, he doesn't forsake you. You might not like it at the time, but he will bring you through. Control freak, here I am.
0: Um, have you guys ever tried to tread water before? And it is so exhausting trying to like carry yourself above the water, working so hard to keep your head above, and we cannot last long. It is un- so unsustainable. We will eventually like not have enough energy. Um, but when we can lean back and relax into the water and float... The water carries us. Instead of um, striving and striving, we can let go and surrender. And to surrender, we actually need to relax. And to relax, we actually need to trust. And we can trust that God is good, that he is with us, that he will carry us, that he's holding us, that he is what we need. And so my next question... Is what helps you let go of control and actually trust God? How do you yeah trust God in your life?
4: I'm gonna pass this on because I've kind of (coughs) answered it all in
1: that before. Um for me it's the experience in the past when I have surrendered and when I am in that place and it is actually like it's kind of exactly what you're saying that it is so much easier once we're surrendered. So for me, it's that surrender is actually freedom. There is so much freedom in surrender. Guess what? It's not my job. It's not my role. I don't have to do that. I don't have to figure it out. There is so much freedom there. And then when I find that freedom, then there's joy. And then guess what? The very things that I was like trying to control so much and take hold of so tightly actually become easy. They become so freeing and it becomes joyful and it changes everything. So I think... You know, I don't know why I keep getting... It's just human nature, getting back into that cycle again of trying to grasp that control, but the joy and the freedom that comes when we are surrendered and the ease and the oil of that is just... Like, it just makes the biggest difference. So just reminding myself of that and coming back to that place again and again.
2: As a psychologist, when we work with people... I work with children and adolescents. um, We teach... You know, psychological skills on how to help yourself when you're not feeling well, when you're having struggling with challenges in your life, and we teach about changing your thinking, and we teach about how to regulate your emotions, increasing your tolerance for difficulties, and sometimes having to let things go. Um, but how do you actually put that into practice? And and that's where, for me, um, my practices with God, that's where it really helps, and. First of all, using mindfulness of breathing, but breathing with his presence and the Holy Spirit inside of me. And slowly taking that time is the first step that helps me to surrender. And then the next is actually having that conversation and asking God to take it away from me. And in that action of doing that, There is that automatic release that I feel that it's being taken from me and I feel a peace come over me and I know he is working with me. Yeah, I think I agree with that.
3: The Holy Spirit comes and just calms you and takes that burden away from you. But it is a discipline and it comes with time and experience. And you do realise that after a while that this is the place of rest if you do give it to God. God is in control. And I think in in your heart and in your spirit, you know that God is in control, but sometimes you don't see things in the spirit. You see it in the natural. And I think you just learn in the end that it's better to give it to God, better to have peace. And I always have learnt to come, okay, God, do it your way, and I've come with a grateful heart saying, "God, thank you, because I know that you are doing something. I don't see it, but I believe that you are doing something.
0: It is. Um, so what, do, what practically what does soaking and surrendering in God's love and presence look like or mean to you guys?
4: I haven't written this one down, so I'm going to wing it. Um, Soaking is, like, example, like now, just feel... I can just feel his warmth, just being with him, being present in the moment, and just... uh, I just... Every time I talk, like I keep saying, every time I talk about God, I just love him, you know, walk around the house, praying, talking to him like I do. I'm connected with God. The relationship I have with him is just... I just can't put it into words, but soaking in his
1: just love is just being, being with him. Um, it, these days it doesn't look like it used to before I had children. <laughs> I look back now and I'm like, wow, I had so much time. I had, didn't know what I had back then. And I would spend, like, you know, I could because I could. I had time. I would spend so much time literally soaking in worship, by myself, time journaling, like all that sort of stuff, time in the Word, just whatever I wanted, I could do it, you know. I didn't think I could back then, I didn't think I had any time, I didn't think it was all that, but now I'm like, wow, old me, you had everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, like, if I don't have those moments, because I live, like, I live and breathe for those moments, it's where I get everything from, so I try to, you know, get what I can each day and I need it in the morning. I need to fill myself up with him um, throughout the day, but a book I read years ago, and this is like written centuries and centuries ago by an old monk, I, th- I think off the top of my head it's Brother Lawrence, I can't remember, it's called Practicing His Presence, and it's about learning to find that, find that moment in the everydayness of life. Mm-hmm. And so now I can honestly say, like, you know, we do, we have worship music going all day long, we have just, you know, we have all this stuff going, we have moments of it, but For me, it's really finding him in the mundane. It's finding him, like, you know, I I hear and feel God more when I'm, like, hanging washing on the line or changing a dirty nappy or, you know, dealing with tantrums. Like, he's there. And to be able to find his presence and and, um, make it a lifestyle... Because before it used to be like, you know, I could I needed that time and, and I would get from that time, but now learning to develop that lifestyle of soaking with him constantly, and I don't get it right, none of us are going to get it right, you know. I wish I could say 24 hours a day, I, ha- I had that feeling, I had that dove on my shoulder, but you know, um, it's just, it is noticing and being aware of and practicing practicing that, and that is like my lifelong goal to, to st- strive in a good way to achieve that, to... Just notice him in the everyday and practice his presence. Yeah, (laughs) I was just gonna say ditto. (laughs) Uh,
2: No, I feel like that's exactly true. I mean, for me, because of the multiple hats that I wear, it it is not so much the opportunity to soak in his presence so much um, on a day-to-day basis. That is, you know, the time in the car when, a, when it's quiet and I, and I can take those moments. When I lie down at night, and yes, this might be, sound really traditional and it's like every night, lie down, that is the time that I take um, to, to have a word with God. Um, at work, if I can get a moment and I can have a bit of flat back therapy, I call it, where I can sneak away to one of the therapy rooms and just lie down flat on my back and take some moments. Um, but I do, I do get opportunities to get out in nature, and I and I love that. And I have a lot of you know, time to be able to go out and walks and take photos of beautiful things, and and, and that is that is my little moments of soaking. Um,
3: I wouldn't dream of starting the day without saying good morning to Leon and kissing him and telling him I love him. That's just been my routine for fifty years. And it's the same with the Lord, like I learned, you, you don't, I learned love God, I love him so much and I don't ever, ever start the day without talking to him before I even talk to Leon. That's just how it is. And again, at night time before you, you know, like at night time, Leon and I always, always would kiss each other and we'd always say, God bless you, say our prayers, but always at the end of the night it's again with the Lord. And during the day, like you'd catch moments, whether you're driving, whether you're hanging out the nappies, whether you're at work, there there are times that you can just speak and be with the Lord, and he's with you, very very present. For me, I love nature. I love the ocean. I love going to the ocean. I love watching the sunrise. Things like that, and I think, oh Lord, like you are just so majestic, and um, my I just love Him, and I I love to continue to to say that to Him during the day, Lord, like and it. I must sound wacko because I think sometimes I say it out loud and people sort of do look a bit strangely, but it's like having a conversation with Leon, only it's not Leon because he's not God, that's for sure. But (laughs) but, um, (laughs) but you know I love you, sweet, (laughs) sweetie.
0: So God is in the business of reawakening... Reawakening our hearts and lives to Him, to know Him and walk with Him. And as shared, that changes absolutely everything. And so we are going to move into a time of worship and reflection. And um, if you just want to think about what is God stirring in your heart, in your life, that He wants to reawaken in you? Because He wants more for you, more of Him, more of awareness of His love and presence in your life. And then how can you surrender and soak and trust him this week in his presence and love? So we're going to move into worship. And as we re-jig the stage, I'm going to just share our little gift for our ladies. Um, But you can see that um, this beautiful flower has... yes, thank you. Give them a huge, huge celebration. So, so good. Yes, we can see that our beautiful dead ball has now awakened into a beautiful flower and that is the same with our lives. It can start off really, really small and even really, really slow, but God will do amazing things when we soak and surrender in his presence. So um, as we worship, we're going to hand out a little gift for our ladies, which is a beautiful blooming tea ball and some other little things, but just to remind you throughout the days and weeks to just breathe in his spirit, to soak and surrender, and he does the rest.